unused gift card that she had given me. Makes me wonder how God feels sometime when uh, he's given us some incredible gifts and we just kind of go, huh, yeah, maybe, maybe there's something to that, but I'm not going to worry about it right now. You know, Jesus was famous for saying in John 10, 10, he, he talked about the thief who comes to what? To steal and kill and destroy. But then he said, I have come so that you may have life, but he didn't put a period there, did he? What do you say? And have it abundantly. Or one version says, and live it to the fullest. I mean, that's, Jesus said that. That sounds pretty extraordinary, right? Live it to the fullest. I've come so that you can live it to the fullest. Let me ask you, how many of us feel like we are living it to the fullest right now? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I heard somebody say the reason they hadn't been to church was because it was boring. I don't know if you've ever thought that. My, my, my thinking is that if that's what you're thinking. You may not have figured out what your spiritual gifts are. Because when the Holy Spirit comes inside of you and, and, and gives you a task, life is full. Life is unbelievable. I didn't fall asleep till 2.30 last night because of all God had done all yesterday long. From early in the morning to uh, meeting with some kids in the early afternoon to youth group and God was just churning and I mean my brain was just firing it was living life to the fullest Mark Twain said the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you figure out why you were born um, Ephesians 2:10 is my life verse it says we're made with a purpose listen to this it says for we are God's handiwork the actual original Greek is poema, and it basically translates masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. You're created by him in the image of him. Created in Christ Jesus, listen to this, to do good works which he prepared in advance for us to do. Nobody in here is random. We were created, knit together in our mother's womb, the psalmist says, right? Created with good works to do. God said, I got something to be done, so I'm going to make me a Jeff to do it, or a Curtis, or a Lee to do it. We are not here randomly. If we're not living life to the fullest, it may be because we're not finding out what our spiritual gifts are and using them. And so we may take care of that this morning. But I want to read to you why that's an important thing from Paul talking to the people at Corinth. I wonder where that file cabinet went. <laughs> he says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of services, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God who works all of them and all men. Now to each one, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. All these are work of one and the same spirit, and he gives them to each one. He gives it to each one. That means each one of us has been given this gift by the spirit. If you know Christ and have started a relationship, you also have a gift, or maybe more than one. It, but listen to this. It says, the body is a unit that is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. And so it is with Christ. 
For we are all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greek or slaves or free. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body, it would not for that reason cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body, that's not going to stop it from being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And if one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. I found an airline voucher, you know, when they oversell their flights and they, who'd be willing to, you know, stay here for a thousand bucks? I found one of those in my backpack a couple of years ago with a week left to expiration date where it was going to be no good anymore. And it just happened that next week was spring break. And I was on a, uh, down in LSU shooting some uh, softball or baseball and realized it's going to expire. And I called Penny and I said, hey, how about a surprise trip to Disney World for Millie? And so I, I told Millie, uh, you know, I've been gone so much on the road. I want to take you to your to one of my favorite restaurants, it's near the airport. And we get to the airport and we're going down to the elevator and I said, oh, by the way, I didn't mention it, but it's near the Atlanta airport. She says, what? We're going on a plane? And we get to the Atlanta airport at 10 o'clock. I didn't even think to myself that places close down, you know, at a certain hour and like the only restaurant open is this House of China or something, you know, this one uh, Chinese restaurant. We finished. I said, we got to hurry up and get back to the plane. And she looks up at the, the boarding gate and it says Orlando. And she looks up and you can see her calculating and putting together. We're going to Disney World. And you should have seen the dance. I wish I'd had time to bring the video, but it was great. We get there the very first day. She's running up to give Goofy a hug and I'm chasing behind her to get the picture because life's not real if you don't have a picture of it, right? And the curbs are painted the same as the street. And I trip over and didn't use all my great athletic fall training. So I put out my hands and major injury, major pain. Didn't know what had happened, but we wrapped it up, rode seven or eight roller coasters. And two days later, we were back. We came in early that morning and I had to fly out late that afternoon. It was literally like a four hour window. And I went by the doctor, just, hey, take a picture of this, make sure we're okay. Well, we weren't okay. I had fractured a metal, metacarpal, that bone that connects this and this. And all of a sudden they're wrapping me in, in a cast. I didn't think, I thought this was cool. I've never broken a bone. I got a cast now, you know, I'll get the girls, you know, like in junior high. I wasn't really interested. I love my wife. Uh, you know, I get some sympathy and stuff like that. But what I didn't realize is when I went to the airport with the, the pattern of slinging over my backpack and grabbing my suitcase and getting my wallet out, but now I only had one hand. Never thought about it. That's one bone and however many hundreds there are of the body. But it, when it was broken and it didn't work, it slowed the whole body down. One body, many parts, he says. But when we're not doing what God has gifted us and created us to do as part of this body, he says we all suffer together. Consequently, we have all joy together. 
So I'm going to give you five quick things, and literally, I'm, they're going to be quick, uh, that, about spiritual gifts. All right? First one, uh, you get a spiritual gift as a bonus package of coming to know Christ. You come to know Christ, the Holy Spirit fills you, you get a gift. And, uh, and I bring that up because I don't want to confuse gifts with talent. God wired us with talent too. But I, I was talking to Jonathan last week and he was saying, yeah, it's like, I'm such an introvert and I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm shy, I don't like to talk to people. But the day I got saved, I couldn't stop talking about Jesus. It was something that happened because of the spirit being in him, and it changes us. Uh, the second thing is the purpose of it is not for, to build us up, right? But it's to edify the body. It is to bring this body together to do the work of Christ. Uh, it says, now there are a variety of gifts, but the same spirit, and there are a variety of service, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all. To each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. All right, so that's the purpose of it. Uh, and three things, reasons why we ought to do it. Um, when the Spirit of God is in you, it helps give you boldness and overcome fear in your call. When the Spirit says, I work, my, my, one of my strong gifts is shepherding. And love working with these junior high guys. God has just put a passion in my heart. But I'll be perfectly honest, they terrify me. I don't play their video games. I don't understand their language about video games. I don't get the emojis. Um, it's a, you know, somebody, one of the kids was explaining to me that I kept thinking they were all being evil. They would put up this skull on their text. You know, I'd say something I thought was kind of funny, and they put up a skull, and I'm thinking, well, that's mean. They want to kill me because I said something funny. And I learned that that means... Uh, dying laughing, you know, or you're killing me, you know. So it was, it was actually, a, a, and I, I, didn't, I didn't understand that language. So I was breaking that news to Ron and, and Hunter, and we kind of got in this text where everybody started, you know, texting skulls back and forth and stuff. And then we, we got a group text with the guys, and Hank says, hey, Mr. Curtis needs a .5. I'm going, a .5, .5. I don't know what you're talking about, Hank. And I certainly didn't want to respond. So I, I texted the guys and says, hey, what does 0.5 mean? You know, let's try to figure it out. And I had looked. I couldn't find anything on the Internet. But Hunter sends me what he found on the Internet, which basically said 0.5 stands for either 0.5, like 0.5 liters of wine, or 0.5 grams, as in pot, or 0.5 something in relationship to relations, uh, and I'm thinking, why is he saying any of this, Mr. Curtis? What I didn't realize that if you go to the wide angle lens on your camera, you know, you heard of 10, 10 by and 5 by. Well, the wide angle is actually 0.5 is what it says. So a 0.5 is this uh, picture in wide angle mode. And uh, my point is that even though I don't know anything about their culture, and I'm an old fat guy, God's spirit in me, the, the gift of shepherding, gives me confidence to do what he's called me to do because he's the only one who can do it. All right, uh, two more real quick. Uh, helps you understand God's will for your life. If you know what you're gifted with, you can figure out how you're supposed to, to do it. And it also helps you know what God has not called you to do. 
That's kind of a nice thing to go, you know, uh, my spirit is not, my spiritual gift is not mercy. So you have the freedom to say, no, I don't think that's for me. Let me see what God's doing. You don't end up doing unnecessary tasks where you're bored and just doing it out of duty. All right. I say all that to say this. Today, you're going to find out what your spiritual gift is or your top three. We're going to take a spiritual gifts assessment. I'm going to tell you how that's going to go uh, in just a second. And by the end of it, you will have an idea. I mean, this is, I don't think Jesus used spiritual gift assessments back in the day. So this is a man-made tool, but it certainly does give you a, uh, we'll give you an idea. But a couple of rules. First of all, it's, it's going to ask you 108 questions. It's going to take us about 15 to 20 minutes to do. And each question's got a totally disagree, I'm not so sure, or yeah, that's me. And you're, you're going to basically pick one of those, okay? Let me read this. Romans 12, 3 says, when you see some of these questions, for by the grace given to me, I say to every one of you, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed. When you're answering these questions, be honest. For, for example, uh, you may get, I have an unusually strong desire to study God's word. Everybody knows that is something you should do as a, a believer. But if you don't have a real strong desire that's just making you get into the word, don't put, I totally agree. Base it on your life. If you, if it, I, I spend a great amount of time praying for other people. Yeah, we all agree that that's a good idea to pray for other people. But if you don't spend a lot of time praying for other people, say, well, that's not really me or this is definitely not me. Be honest with it if you want some honest feedback. No right or wrong answers, just diagnostic questions. And the computer is going to do all the math. How many, ho hopefully most of you brought your phones this morning because we're going to do this on our phone. And um, there we go. You can, let me, let me explain this before we have an entire photo album full of pictures of this QR code. I know most of you probably know how it works, but for your QR code, you pull out your camera and the, your QR code's on the table or it's up there and you hold it up there and then a website will pop up and you tap the website on the screen and that's going to take you to the survey. You don't have to take a picture of it. Um, so you may want to give that a try uh, right now. If you, people didn't bring their phones or uh, just don't have internet or whatever. We do have a few paper ones available, but the one online is much better because it's going to tabulate it and uh, it's going to actually show you what your gifts are and describe it at the end. One more thing before we start. Um, at the end of this, you'll notice this piece of paper. We want you, when you've finished, just to write what your top three are right there and your name and address, and I'll tell you why that is later. Um, so feel free to begin, and if anybody's got any questions and it's not working, raise your hand. Or if you don't have a phone, we can get you a paper one. Uh, Ron's here to help as well if you have any questions. And if you are listening on the uh, podcast and you don't want to just listen to people taking a test in silence, I encourage you to go to uh, just Google free spiritual gifts assessment, and there's a lot of them out there. It's a good starting place, and just take one to... See what your hint, uh, hint at what you're put here for. Uh, if you figure out what it is that God has gifted you with, which is a hint to what we're supposed to be doing for him, then 
what's the next obvious step? The next obvious step is to talk to him about it. Lord, you're revealing to me a gift that's in me. What do you want me to do with it? John 10, 10, I came so that you may have life and have it abundantly. Are you ready to, to gear up and see what God's got for you? It changes your life when your mission is all about what you were put here on earth to do. So I did a little brainstorming just around the church. Now, spiritual gifts are to edify the body. And so we just did a little brainstorming on things around the church. See if anything resonates with you. And I'll, I'll, I'll read some of them out because it is pretty small. But depending on what your gifts are, you could be a, a, a greeter on a Sunday and Wednesday. If you ended up with strong in teaching or shepherding, an equipped class leader or a life group leader, Plenty, if you're more in the helps category, plenty of opportunities for cooking on our team or Wednesday nights or Celebrate Recovery. Uh, they have a great ministry here for uh, people who've lost loved ones and people who are sick. Uh, if you ended up strong in prayer, we, we meet in that little room behind the booth every Thursday at the end of this and, and pray. Wednesday mornings, they pray all the prayer requests. Uh, if you ended strong in shepherd, maybe a small group leader with the youth group or a mentor in the guys, by the way, what God has put into you, he's put into you so you could share with somebody else. And the next crew of sixth graders, part of the youth program is that they find a mentor for a year to take them through. So pray about that. Um, disciple new believers. Uh, if, uh, you've come up with helps, uh, Jason helped start a new ministry, uh, repairing people, Property that's in need, starter lead an evangelism team, VBS. Every one of the spiritual gifts is covered somewhere in VBS. Um, uh, if you've got hospitality, a digital host, that's the person who kind of welcomes people as we stream our live stream. The tech team, follow up for visitors. Guest radar, if you scared high, scored high in mercy, that's the person when you walk into a Sunday morning and you see that person sitting by themselves or a new face that doesn't look like they're quite connected. That's where God uses you to go, hey, I don't think I've seen you here before. Or I don't know a lot of people, let me introduce myself. And you make that connection. Um, maybe you're, you got giving. Uh, God's looking for lots of projects to fund uh, and just helps with setting up chairs, washing dishes Wednesday night, follow-up calls for those missing in action. People, hey, we haven't seen Bob in a long time. You know, maybe God's put you in and say, hey, Bob, man, what's going on? We hadn't seen you in a while. Uh, so there's so many things to do here. And one of the nice things is we have a person on staff, uh, Susanna Fox. She's the director of connections and outreach. And I asked her, I said, what are the greatest needs we have? And she sent me this to pass along to you guys. She says, feel free to give out my e email. I would really love to meet with folks one-on-one -on -one and talk through where they feel God is calling them to serve. During the Get to Know Get Well class, we share three questions that Jonathan gave to the staff a long time ago. And this is actually what helped me find my purpose. You've heard them before. If you can figure out what breaks your heart, what skills you have, talents, skills, and then you look around and you see what are the needs around you. And where those three things intersect, that could be God's call. And having the results of a spiritual gifts test combined with thinking through the answers to these questions can help these guys to narrow down where they are being called to passionately serve others. And she says, also keep in mind, serving doesn't have to happen inside the walls 
of this church, but in their workplaces and in their neighborhoods. And some may even have a nudge from the Holy Spirit to start a brand new ministry. God puts that burden on your heart that, hey, we need to reach these people. And she gives the example. One of her favorite stories is the day Keith Betts came up to her and told her how he looks at Get Well Church as his family. And he loves his family. And he wants to protect his family. Thus, the safety team was born. God put a burden on uh, Keith's heart. And he brought it. And Jonathan says the same thing. If, you got, if God nudges you, we'll help you. We'll support you. We'll come up under you. One way to make it practical, coming up, Connection Sunday is March 10th, and it's down here at the, they used to call it the third place, I can't remember what it's called right now. The connect, that's why they're probably calling it Connection Sunday. Good. We'll practice and learn some of these things in advance. But at Connection Place on March 10th, Susanna's going to be down there and invites you to come down. And the final thing is, and I love the name, they're bringing back volunteers. They had them back before covid where she'll take a group of five or six people and just kind of walk the campus and show what the different opportunities and needs that God has opened um, for us. And those are going to start back, one in March, April, and one in May. So as we conclude, if you've got time, feel free to share with some of those guys at your table what you scored high on. It's not the end-all, be-all of tests. This is just to give you a little hint. But the most important part is to pray and say, God, I want to live my life to the fullest. I want to know why you put me here on earth. You made a purpose, and you made me to accomplish that purpose. And when you start chasing that, you will never have a boring day at church again. So let's not let this time together just be another time to eat sausage and bacon, but let's do something with it. By the end of the week, may you know and have an idea of why you're here and keep searching until God tells you. And how does he speak to us? Big, loud, audible voices? Not usually for me, but his word. You, you say, Lord, what, what message do you have for your servant? And this, it says this thing is alive. It's not like all those other books on your bookcase, which are just ink on, on, on paper. But it says it's alive and it's active. It's like a two-edged sword able to pierce, separating our, our, our good thoughts from our bad thoughts. He speaks to us. We speak to God through prayer. How's he talk back? By taking some of those thousand year old, thousands of year old words and highlighting them and going, oh, I see what you got. All right, that's all I got. Let's do something with it.